0: We're
1: back to provide the best content on health, update you on injustices in the world, and keep you in the loop on what's viral.
0: So if this is your first time listening, the acronym does spell out HIV. So in an
1: effort to normalize that conversation as two people working in public health, we know that HIV is a serious disease, but this is our best way to reduce stigma. Now with that said, enjoy the show. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my parents to this day write gifts from santa i'm 28
0: so you're gonna be 50 and they gonna be like from santa love i mean if they're alive at 50
1: <laughs> yes they will be writing no, gifts at that,
0: that's crazy no. My... All
1: right.
0: welcome back to conversations and health um i'm i'm one of the co-hosts my name is mac right. and i'm with my colleague alberto what's going on everybody uh so for those of you guys uh who are it's your first time listening in Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, three different segments, Uh, the first being health, uh, the second being injustices, and the last one um, being viral. Uh, If you're thinking about it, yes, it does kind of like have the acronym of HIV. And uh, the reason why we do that is is just to kind of destigmatize and and normalize um, HIV. When people think of HIV, they think of deadly disease, they think of so many weird things, which like... I don't know if you were telling me about Donald Trump Junior mentioning something.
1: Yeah. That you know? that pissed off a lot of people. Yeah.
0: So we're not yeah. even gonna go there. But like it's it's those kind of stigmas that we're trying to um kinda have everyone, you know, you know, not think about and actually to people who are living with HIV or are, are still people. Um and, you know, they're not any different between you or I or anyone else listening, so that's why we wanted to kind of like normalize the conversation. So we're going to go into health, and for health, um, I think I I was doing some research, and I think this is funny because, well, first let me ask you: Have you ever had any weird? Before, weird... before
1: we get into this, mm-hmm. it's a holiday. It's a holiday season. Oh yeah, that's
0: right. We're in that's Thanksgiving
1: right. week. This is going to come out next week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But how was your weekend? How what, what are your what are your plans?
0: Stressful. Um, my my plans for next weekend. Last weekend was stressful because I actually um, was doing a lot of outreach in the community. But
1: yeah, you were at the, at the classic.
0: Yeah, I was at the Florida Classic. Uh, we were doing a lot of testing um, for you know STDs and you know HIV specifically and Hep C. So that was that. That it was it was a long day, um, but still we we did good. We
1: did you get to watch a battle of the bands?
0: We didn't. Uh, and me being a musician. Um, I would have loved to at least hear it from afar. But, but I saw were- it back. I went, I went home, and I got on YouTube, and I watched every single band that played. Really? Yeah, it, it was, fun. That was
1: fun. And did you get to try Church's Chicken?
0: I did not try the Church. Uh, shout church out to Church's, Church's chicken. chicken. Yeah, shout out for sure. Shout out for Church's Chicken. Let me tell you, this lady, the manager there is amazing. Can I name drop? I'm going to name drop. Yeah, you should Miss name Miss Philly, definitely. Miss Philly is the manager of Church's Chicken on OBT right here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, she allowed us to test there. Um, we took our mobile testing unit there the entire day, and we um, we just tested individuals who wanted to get tested. And as a as an incentive, as a thank you, um, they got some church's chicken, and we got some good feedback. And people good. even when we were leaving, people were still trying to um, use their ticket to get some chicken, to get some free chicken. But it was it was good. Um, so that was that. But next Saturday. It's pretty, pretty probably going to be chill for me. I'm just gonna go home, um, to, down to see my family, um, down south where I'm from.
1: Gonna get a haircut.
0: Get a get a haircut. <laughs> um, see if I can catch the heat real quick. Um, they're doing good. They're doing really good. They're Twelve good. and four, baby. I thought um, I
1: thought it was gonna drop after
0: nope, nope, the first twenty games. Nope, legit. We got a beat down uh, recently against Philly, but then Philly turned around and got a beat down from the Raptors. Yeah, from the Raptors, and Joel Embiid, zero points. <laughs> that was amazing.
1: Um, well, there, there was a before, I mean, before we get on to me and my weekend, there was a, a thing on Twitter where it was like uh, Dwight Howard, who would who would win in a game, prime Dwight Howard or Joel Embiid today? And even though I'm not a Magic fan, love the Magic, didn't like Dwight leaving, prime Dwight Howard was a monster. And you,
0: he, he would – like straight up murder, on murder. Embiid, but on both ends. But Joel Embiid has more of an outside game than he does. You if, don't think so? Do,
1: do you know, he does? Well, he always pumps. He always does the pump fake, and people go for it, but and he doesn't he make it at a good rate. In. Right, though.
0: right. But now let me ask you: Are we talking about Prime Howard and that kind of system of basketball? Prime, or Prime 2008, Howard?
1: 2009, Dwight Howard yeah, plays both. Playing
0: bands. in what in system? Like in this in today's NBA. Where most bigs are, or, or, you know, in the perimeter? or
1: He invented the system. The 2008-2009 Magic invented a three,
0: the four-out, four out, four out one-in. And one-in. But at the same time, Dwight still was not shooting past 12, 12 feet. He didn't need to. Who was guarding him? No, he was a beast. I'm not going to lie. He was a beast, definitely. But yeah, how was your weekend? How was your weekend, and what do you got going on for Thanksgiving weekend? I celebrated
1: my birthday. 28 right. years
0: old. That's right. You're getting up
1: there. Getting wiser. hmm and we went to the mall, just like, you know, chill, like, my couple thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we went to look for clothes for her mm-hmm. while I got to just yeah, enjoy my birthday. birthday doing that. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, is going to be chill. It's going to be parents, family. Her family's coming in, and we're going to enjoy that. Uh, and then...
0: Do Cubans eat anything different for Thanksgiving besides the normal Because Well, it's not, it's not a
1: Cuban making the food. It's a Panamanian making the food. Okay. So um, is
0: there going to be any different?
1: Rice, beans, pork, ham... Uh,
0: turkey at all turkey yes okay whole turkey or like
1: whole turkey okay but uh yeah, it's, it's pretty typical we don't do the stuffing or the cranberry sauce or nothing like that it's it, it, it's pretty it's kind of like in the middle of mm-hmm. traditional american thanksgiving mm-hmm. and what us spanish-speaking folks do Uh, but now we can get into the first topic of the day
0: here's here's a fun fact right so moving to the first topic of the day being health did you know that the day after thanksgiving is one of the busiest days in hospitals
1: were you telling me about that where as a public health person in the hospital you hated your life
0: (laughs) hated you. you most doctors and anybody who works at a hospital they always they dread if they're working the day after Thanksgiving or that Saturday,
1: well, it's that in uh, full moons.
0: Yeah, people just overeat. So please, if you're listening, we hope. Uh, well, you it's didn't too die late for you at this the, point. If you're listening, <laughs> we hope you didn't die. Yeah, if you're listening, that means you you survived. Um, it's a good thing. Um, but just
1: and if you didn't rest in the most peace, yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't overconsume the following year, please Um, and re-up that gym membership right definitely um or the end of the year is coming so a lot of new year resolutions are coming too but um we wanted to talk about health and and right in line with that speaking of you know what people do that is not necessarily the brightest idea um i know when it comes to their health um did you have any weird illnesses growing up as a kid
1: Uh, i had the flu so bad one time that i couldn't walk and we thought it was something like, like, phys- like physically, like structural, wrong with me. But mm-hmm. it was just the flu. Like it was a flu so bad that it hurt to literally stand. So that was probably the worst thing that I can remember happening to me. But
0: these people. So like I was reading um, Buzzfeed. Tell me what you think about these people. It's some of the most shocking health stories of two thousand eighteen. And I felt like you know, being that the holidays are coming, um, people need to be careful. Mm-hmm about, you know, some of the things that they do. So the first one that I wanted to talk about is this woman um, who was temporarily blinded um, for hours because she went and got her eyelashes, um, you know, extended and apparently it was not a good job. Um, They used the wrong glue.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, I've never done it, but,
0: like, (laughs) why do you...
1: Why do you need glue for your eyelash extension? I don't even know. I oh wait, even... like they
0: put a new yeah, one on. Yeah, the extension. Yeah, like the the. I thought it was you're like right. the L'Oreal where like they do. No, like the the fake lashes. They added it on. Please, if you're listening to this, make sure the person is licensed and they know what they're doing before sitting there putting eyelash extensions uh, for you, and it ends up <laughs> doing more more harm than than good. So this next story, which. I don't even know how this, this one is just, I have so many questions myself and I hope you don't ask me those questions because I'm going to bust out laughing, but this woman um, woke up to a cockroach uh, crawling in her ear. Um, yeah. For those of you who can't see it, Alberto's making these weird faces.
1: <laughs> but like how dirty,
0: exactly. How, how dirty questions do you have? Like, <laughs> where were you? Were you sleeping yeah. on the floor? But like roaches show
1: up or like in <laughs> dirty places. Exactly. And like what are you What are you doing?
0: <laughs> right. So She needs she knows she needs to get the. Uh, that the one was feet. in Florida, unfortunately. She's, leave she, it to Florida. She's
1: like the spray in her ear. Yeah.
0: The the beat spray. I just did that. The, Be gone, the little whatever they're called, it was bacon,
1: whatever they're called.
0: She, she survived,
1: right?
0: Yeah, she survived, but it was not, not until like half a cockroach came out and half stayed in. She went to the hospital and they tried to remove it. And apparently like legs were coming out one, one at a time. It was just like a she had a complete meltdown.
1: Well, they do say that like spiders and such like crawl in your mouth while you're sleeping.
0: No, nah, not to me. <laughs> not I. <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> Are you sure about that?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that.
1: You might wake um, up and you see a...
0: Nope, not happening to me.
1: Think about that tonight.
0: No, I'm not. To bed. Well, first of all, it's not going to happen to me. We that are in Florida. Sh- well, that lady was in Melbourne. We're not in Melbourne.
1: We're not that far from Melbourne.
0: <laughs> We're not, but days later, the lady realized that the, the, the bug's head was still in there. Like, days later. Like, that's... that's I have so many questions. No.
1: I'm, I'm sympathetic to her cause.
0: Nope. Nope. Not even doing that. So this other story that I saw, um, this, I don't know, this woman, it's the same thing. It's just so many, it's, this woman had a worm crawled into her face and like, I'm not talking about on her face, like inside that it had to be surgically removed. Um, just, I feel like we should do more public health education on just basic hygiene.
1: Like, well, yeah, because, like, you got hepatitis outbreaks and people don't wash their hands. Wash their hands. And, and, and people walk... That's the one thing I... It's a cultural thing. But when I started dating my girlfriend, like, it was like she can walk outside barefoot. And, and that was the thing that she grew up doing. I hated that.
0: My ex but used like, to do that.
1: But, like, growing up, you didn't walk in the house without sandals on. Right. At all. Right. Like... But then, like, she's just walking around there barefoot but the whole time. But when you look at
0: your feet, it's just You can like, get the
1: ring, not the ringworm. What's the, what's the one that crawls in your foot? The hookworm? Like, one of them. It's, a, it's a worm that you that crawls under the skin of your foot, and... Footworm. <laughs> it infects you.
0: Speaking of, like, those kind of worms, this kid went on a nice little school field trip it's the last one that i want to talk about or is this the beach one yeah nice little school field trip and first of all if you're in high school i don't think unless you you have a kid and the kid is playing in the sand you should not be getting like covered up in sand anymore i think at a certain age that should stop um and this kid went on a field trip and decided to get covered in sand i guess i guess from tennessee maybe they don't see a lot of uh beaches so he came down on a trip to Florida and had hookworm infection to the point where he almost had to get the, his legs amputated um, and that's a whole nother issue it sounds sad but yeah it's they're not they're not fun stories at all um, they're stories for people to actually pay attention to what they do before they do them I mean you would think um, people would know to do that like if you go somewhere and someone is going to be touching your face to make sure that they, they sanitize their equipment um, or they're licensed and they know what they're doing. Just be fuck smart, guys.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. my God. It's
0: just, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever done that. Have you ever had like people like put sand, like covered in sand? No. And, oh, it's just, I, I'm, well, I might I'm, do that when I have a kid.
1: I mean, I was an only child. So if I dug myself, <laughs> I dug myself in the sand. Right.
0: But like, no, I'm not, I ain't
1: I did have a jellyfish uh, sting me one time.
0: Yeah. And I always think I get, I get stung by jellyfish when I go to the beach, but.
1: Is that, well, do you, in your Did health, you have to pee part, on there? I not that's what my question, I'm like, I don't know if you need, if that's the one you need to pee on a,
0: on yourself. <laughs> I thought it was just like a, a cultural thing. Um, <laughs> but is it, it is a fetish for people. Yeah. If you on? get bit by, a, I know it's a fetish, but if you get bit by a snake, or, or any weird thing. In my country. You should country, go to the hospital. You should go to the hospital, but in my country, you get this warmest, hottest pee, and just throw it on there.
1: So yeah. For the venom?
0: Yep. That's a thing. So you just see. Shout out to Haiti. We got some great remedies.
1: <laughs> Haiti already is getting a lot of bad <laughs> reputation.
0: Hey, I don't care what people yeah. think. My country is amazing. Um, well, I'm my- sure it is, but this is not helping my cause for. <laughs> I'm sure other people do it, too. I'm sure it's not just, it's not, I'm, I know it's not just in Haiti. Um, if you, if, please reach out to us. If, if your country has any weird, uh, weird remedies, let us know so we can talk about them. Because I'm pretty sure Haiti is not the one. Like, they will tell, like, I, I remember they would tell people, like, hold your pee. To hold it to make sure it's hot mm-hmm. and warm. And then you pee on the, in, the infected area. Uh, Have you ever I'm, had any other weird, weird remedies?
1: Well, growing up is VIX everything. VIX everything. VIX Vicks, Vicks fixes all wounds. <laughs> fix a heartbreak. Fix a headache.
0: It fixes being cold. Full disclosure: we're not doctors, so we're not saying that they actually help anything.
1: No, because we actually could get fired for
0: <laughs> right telling we're just you to saying... wear
1: to Vicks. But if you if you grew up Spanish, <laughs> if you grew up Hispanic, then you know. Vicks for everything.
0: Yeah, same thing. We had Vicks for I everything. I don't
1: care what my doctor tells me.
0: Yeah. Like, my mom knows Vicks everything. Right. My, my, my grandparents had... We had a tea for everything. Sure.
1: So, before we move on to the next one, what was your family remedy?
0: Um, besides tea, yeah, we had Vicks. We had Vicks for everything. We had the tea. Um, What else? I think that's... It, I'm pretty sure there's some weird ones. If I ask my parents, I told you about the peeing. The peeing. You did. That, that was definitely one of them. But um, yeah. If and we had money, if you cry, if you're if you're if you're a kid, oh yeah. So there's, there's this one right. Um, if you're a kid and you got like stung by anything, they would put like a quarter on the the sting. Like if it's like, let's say you got stung by a bee, mm-hmm. they'll put a quarter on it and then they will wrap your um your your infected area. <clears throat> with the quarter, and what it. does it do? I don't know. Apparently, it goes down.
1: Like the, it goes into your skin.
0: The quarter, yeah, the quarter. They can't go into. Think about like a actual uh, a, a bee sting. You didn't. You didn't describe that. Right. No, it's like a, a bee <laughs> sting. They didn't put it inside the the skin. They just put it on top of the uh, the sting area, and then they just put like they wrapped it with the you know like a cloth or anything like that.
1: When I get stung, I'm gonna try that. Yeah,
0: and then apparently it, it goes down quicker.
1: All right, and now for our Injustice segment. We have Adrian with us today. He, is, What is your official title with Hope and Help?
2: I am a health educator.
1: And Adrian uh, put on the Transgender Day of Remembrance uh, on November 20th. Can you tell us a little bit about what prompted you to put on the event and why as an ally to the trans community?
2: Definitely. Um, essentially, the reason for me wanting to uh, so have the support from hope and help to put on this event is because in my life i've had several people that are men and women of trans experience that have truly made a mark on my quality of life uh, from living in new york city having friends like my homegirl akasha who was one of my shout biggest supporters akasha, shout out to akasha yeah. um to now having friends here in central florida and in south florida uh, such as Ashley and Morgan Mayfair from Trans Social, um, friends from Transpire, Ariana Lint from the Ariana Center. These are people that have shown me faces of humanity that people want to pretend don't exist, um, and that's why it was one of the reasons that it was so important for me to want to host this event here with the organization.
1: Did you feel that the reception was uh, overwhelmingly positive, or what what you? What, what, what was the what was your impact of the reception you had from putting on the event, because I don't know if we've had anything that's trans-focused like that
2: here in in, in a while. So essentially, I think personally that the life of a transgender person in the U.S., it's vastly and around the world can be vastly challenging, um, as well as rife with discrimination, but it can be joyful and triumphant and transformative. I feel that it was really important, at least here from the feedback I received, They were very excited to have that part of the spectrum uh, acknowledged. They were very excited to see that not only were they acknowledged, but they were honored in a very respectful way. We took the opportunity to to not only honor the several people that were murdered this year, which is now in our country known as an epidemic, but we also took the opportunity to honor frontline activists in the community that are out there day and night really trying to help people have a better quality of life
0: that's what's up man like um you you're one of my favorite uh people here at hope and help not only because you're from south florida um but do you know what the number is because this is definitely a tragic experience in terms of like the people that have been murdered uh specifically for central florida
2: Um, in central florida i believe we had over 29 people uh, that were murdered It's crazy um, But I know that Throughout the entire year It's actually at 331 people That were murdered mm-hmm. Which to me it's, it's shocking Because you're here murdering people For living their authentic lives Their authentic selves For truly choosing to be who they feel they are And who mm-hmm. in their mind They are born as And I was always raised to being taught that nobody had the right to tell me how I had to live my life, right, right. that it was my responsibility to live my life as genuine as and as authentic as I felt I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And for anybody else in this world to not be given that same right, it's, it's disgusting.
0: So can you tell the people a little bit about yourself, like where you're from down south? And- sure.
2: Miami-Dade County, 305. So- Um, I am originally raised in Little Havana, Alapata. for anybody in Miami that knows that area. I was raised in a very rough community, uh, but I realized from a very young age that A, there was more for my life, and B, I was going to need to work extremely hard to create what I was envisioning from early childhood. Uh, As the years went on, I was able to then volunteer for different organizations, uh, charities have impacted my life from a very early age coming from a single mother and it really felt natural and it still feels completely natural to want to serve our community whether you identify as gay straight bisexual gender non-binary or you're someone of trans experience cool,
0: cool.
2: yeah and you can check me out on instagram adrian underscore toka
0: Shout out. All right. That's that's good. That's good. So um, with the event, are you planning on doing it every year? Is that something that you're you're thinking about? Because I know you're definitely passionate about it. Um, Where do you see it growing? How do you see it growing?
2: Definitely. So um, I actually do plan to keep this going as long as people are being murdered and people of trans experience are being murdered and disenfranchised and not being given equity and equality. It's my responsibility as an ally to speak up and set an example for people who may not understand what somebody of trans experience lives with or what they have to go through on a daily basis. Uh, I've had friends that were my supervisors at jobs. Uh, All of a sudden, they went from being my supervisor to the entire office talking about, oh, did you know that's a man or did you know that's a woman? And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that shouldn't matter. You know, what somebody does or who they are is who they are. Who they represent themselves as is who you need to address them as. Uh, So for me, as long as... That kind of discrimination is going on, then yes, I'm going to keep advocating for this kind of event to continue um, to both honor those that are being murdered, bring awareness to the epidemic that we are facing, as well as celebrating those that are working hard to create a more equal community for everyone in Central Florida. As a matter of fact, uh, Lisa Barr, ED of Hope and Help has um, definitely celebrated and encouraged me to continue bringing this event back up for Hope and Help because it's important for us to be allies and advocates for the community. Uh, And next year, the goal is having some sponsorships uh, to be able to host this at a restaurant, have over Mm -hmm. 50 to 100 people present, um, and really turn this into a day of remembrance as well as a day of celebration for those that are doing the work and and fighting the good fight.
1: And because we have World uh, World Day did happen, we have the uh, breakfast pan on Friday, trans health and especially with HIV is not really a concrete data sets you can find for the impacts that they have on that community, but where do you go for kind of as close as you can get to the real facts for how HIV and other health disparities affect
2: the transgender community? So one really good resource that everybody should be checking out is the cdc.gov. They put out a lot of statistics. Uh, there's very limited information you can find on different uh, websites. So you have to be careful with the Internet because not all the information you're going to get is legitimate. Uh, but at the same time, there's some reputable resources that you can check out for not only statistics, but um, shout out to Robin Daly from Zebra Coalition, mm-hmm. who connected me to a resource called GLMA.org. That's the Gay and Lesbian Medical Association. Uh, they actually are able to connect you with providers that are certified in understanding the quality of life and the experience of somebody who may identify as gay, bisexual, lesbian, or of trans experience.
0: Yeah, and I, I saw something on social media. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was, uh, it was a hashtag that said the T would not be silenced, uh, which I thought was is very powerful. Do you feel like even within uh, the gay community itself, there is a difference in the way um they view transgender people of transgender experience at all because i I didn't understand the hashtag maybe you can i don't know if you saw if you saw it but maybe you can talk about it um and do you see a difference in the way like in terms of resources and the way they're treated and and anything like that
2: most definitely um when i hear that hashtag it speaks volumes because It's not only those that consider themselves or identify as heterosexual, but it's our own community that may identify as gay, bisexual, lesbian that aren't as receptive to people of trans experience. Now, that isn't pointing out everyone in Mm -hmm. the community, but it's definitely, there's stigma and there's discrimination in all areas of the community regardless of how you identify. And I feel like that hashtag is people speaking up, saying we're done. You know, you can't just forget that we're there and you can't just group us with these other identities because at the end of the day, being gay, bisexual, a lesbian identifies your sexual orientation, which is who you sleep with, who you go to bed with. But when you identify as a person of trans experience, that's who you go to bed as. It's completely different. That's gender identity. And I think it's extremely important that we all understand that, we all respect that, and we all start working towards creating a more unified community where people don't have to necessarily um, feel like they're being silenced because that's not fair to anyone.
1: And to put a button on it, how would you challenge people to uh, bring in uh, people of trans experience and to welcome them and to find a way to understand them better so they can work more cohesively together?
2: Awesome. Definitely. So I'll say being from South Florida, A Cuban-Puerto Rican man. I was raised with a lot of toxic masculinity. Um, I was taught that men don't cry, men don't wear anything that isn't pants, you know, men don't play with Barbies. And as I grew up, I realized that I was uncomfortable around people that may have identified as gender non-binary or people that had beards and wore skirts. And to challenge myself, I said, you know, that's wrong. I know that my thought process is wrong. I need to start enveloping myself more into the community. I need to be open to building friendships with people, not because they identify as gender non-binary or, or of trans experience, but more because they don't identify like I identify. And by building those relationships, I was able to see, you know, humanity, that right. we're so all the wanted, same. Yeah, you wanted to learn the differences that that exist amongst everyone. Exactly. I wanted to learn the differences as well as learn to celebrate the differences because mm-hmm. that's really what makes any community amazing when you have what we call in Spanish sazon, seasoning Mm -hmm. of different cultures, different backgrounds, you know, a lot of our music is created like that, where you're mixing all kinds of uh, backgrounds and cultures. In Creole, they they say apis. Apis? Apis.
0: Means the same thing, season. You add a little spice to it. Apis. Yeah, so that's good. I can definitely relate to that. Can you guys say that? Apis. Apis. Apis, that's it, yeah. You guys are Asian. <laughs> I yeah, honorary. <laughs> um, so, on, on that, like we, we can piggyback on that. Do you have like a call to action that you would like to, you know, anyone who's listening, what can they do themselves?
2: Um, do you have anything? Yeah, definitely. My call to action would be if you sit down right now and you think of all your friends and you all have tons of similarities and you all match and you all look like the same. you look you fit like the same mold it's time to step out of your box Mm -hmm. it's time to get out of your comfort zone obviously you don't want to approach somebody and be like i want to be your friend because you're of trans experience right but maybe (laughs) get involved in a community center maybe get involved volunteering in in different areas that may not necessarily be your norm and then from there when you serve your community and when you serve other people that opens up a gateway for you to be able to build relationships you know vulnerability is one of the most attractive things i think we have as human beings and when you put your heart out to serve the community it kind of is vulnerable and that hopefully will help you be exposed and the universe will introduce you to people that may not necessarily fit your mold and through those experiences you will definitely learn that hey We all might be different, but we're all brothers and sisters living in tiny little boxes. That's all it is. Awesome. Yeah, you
0: you know, I I thank you for doing just that, you know, being like me, just recently moving up here and and putting your vulnerability out there and definitely wanting to um, help the people here of trans experience. Um, And I think that's that's awesome. I I have to commend you for that if I haven't done that personally already. Um, So good job, man.
2: Thank you. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Check me out on social media, y'all. Yeah, say it again for the people that didn't hear Adrian time. underscore Toka And that's <laughs> T and Tom O-C-A Adrian underscore Toka Are you on Facebook as well? Facebook also Adrian Toka that's, that's what's up Beautiful And before I go I want to shout out somebody that's very near and dear to my heart This is one of the best friends I've made in Central Florida And without her Transgender's Day of Remembrance here in Hope and Help would not have happened and that's Angela Hunt. Boo, you are fabulous. Keep living your authentic, wonderful life. And I'm so proud to call you my friend.
1: And we're going to get into the viral segment.
0: What so, do you have for me? You have a couple of things.
1: So I was looking on the Internet this, well, a couple of weekends ago now. Mm-hmm. But are you, are you familiar now with the OK Boomer? I'm not. Okay, so somehow the older generations have always like kind of like pounded onto younger folks about what we're what we're doing wrong, uh, like they debate like, we're, like yeah we're like we're lazy, mm-hmm. we're entitled, and probably not all untrue, but now when it's a thing now where if an older person a boomer, some would say, tells you some advice or fact or whatever their belief is you kind of just ignore it as and say, okay, boomer, like I'm not going to listen to you <laughs> and you're old and outdated. So I'm going to just let it, let you say what your piece, but I'm going to do my own thing. So my, and people came up with a, uh, it, it, it's, it's, like a, the, it's like
0: a the sarcastic
1: response, response. The response came back with like the boomers are offended and it's like using the N word for them. So it's so like using a racial slur for them. And so they're trying to come up with a way to counteract millennials and Gen Zers and saying it to them and whatever that verbiage comes out as. Uh But my question is, have you ever had that moment with someone?
0: As me being the older or me being the younger? Both. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So I saw this thing on Instagram, which I thought was very fitting, and you just reminded me of it now. So this lady was trying to tell, you know, us millennials about oh back when she was going to school she was doing two three jobs um to not you know
1: or that denzel washington was barack obama no really denzel is amazing
0: (laughs) first semester so please lady don't try to tell us about about that um so i i mean i'm not gonna lie at that time i felt like that because i do have student loans and I felt offended when she said that. Is like, first of all, she was not accounting for inflation, and because it has moved up. Yeah, it, everything's changed. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, I look at the kids now, <clears throat> kids. Um, You're thirty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I look at the young people now, younger than me, and that's how I feel about rap music. I feel like, I, like I. I hate rap music now.
1: Someone did come up and say something about rap music yeah. uh, that is there's no substance.
0: Yeah, like that, that mumble rap thing. I don't, I don't. Who said it? I appreciate artists and, and whatever their, are because I'm a musician and whatever their crafts are. Um, but
1: Patty LaBelle said it yeah, just like,
0: recently that today's music lacks substance. It does, in my opinion. But I don't want to sound like a boomer. <laughs> Or, or Patty La but it's just I don't I don't get it. I support the artists, they, they, I respect them because they found a niche to make money. But um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I don't I don't get it. Like so, rap to me when I look at rap music now, um, that's how I feel. I'm Like oh my goodness, this what is this? Um, R I kind of feel the same way about R and B too. Like it's just repetitive. It's not like a a storyline anymore. It's not like a verse one, verse two, then a hook and a br- a, br- a bridge. It's just.
1: Well, what was your favorite R&B album then?
0: Ooh. I have I have some. I have Seal. I have like at least two albums of Seal. Um, what's his name? Fast and Furious guy. Tyrese. Tyrese. I have a couple of Tyrese. I had. I was listening to Genuine the other day. Um, old genuine old school genuine um i i have some wait
1: were you here when David wore his pony outfit and
0: yeah no I wasn't there because it was my birthday but i saw it <laughs> is that what he was singing the mm-hmm. entire time yeah uh, my pony <laughs> yeah no but um so i mean there's there's some couple there's a couple of uh there.
1: favorite album was confessions usher's confessions album
0: um I liked it until I knew why he wrote it he wrote it because he actually cheated Oh, he actually? Yeah, he, that's that's when he went uh, with the breakup with, uh, what's his name?
1: The girl from... Chili, uh,
0: right? Chili?
1: I, I don't know. But yeah. the next topic, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know ushers history.
0: Yeah, that that was his best relationship, in my opinion.
1: But this leads into the second viral topic. Do you know about the the rewriting of history with the memes?
0: I'm going to tell my kids.
1: I'm going to tell my kids? <laughs> Yeah, just like I'm gonna tell my kids, I'm that Usher was Michael Jackson.
0: <laughs> no, you should tell your kids that um, what's his name, that white guy, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. He, he was also.
1: That's what they were saying though. Like yeah. back in two thousand six, seven, when they were both like out mm-hmm. at the same time, they were saying they're if they combined them both, you'd have a younger yeah. Michael Jackson.
0: It's no comparison when you think about MJ, but I can see why people like millennials who didn't. See Michael Jackson, or even younger Gen Zs who didn't see Michael Jackson, I can see why they would they would say that.
1: I mean, now the perception of Michael Jackson is the uh, <laughs> is the documentary that came out. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so people are trying to uh, discredit the, the R. R. Kelly's
1: aspect. one thing. Michael Jackson is another thing.
0: Yeah, it's a whole completely different thing. But we're not going to say there. So um, what history are you rewriting? I'm gonna tell my kids that I, I didn't get student loans. <laughs> the, if I could think of lies I'm going to tell my kids that you know what I had a full ride so you should be able to get a full ride <laughs> so you're going to tell your kids the first black president was Bill Clinton? no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Um, no, I I don't know. I I, I really I don't. I try not to to get into these trends and start thinking about the lies. Like, have you ever been told a lie by your parents that you realized was a lie later on?
1: Yeah, that uh, I wasn't told about Santa or the tooth fairy, but I was told lies about what I was getting taught at school, mm. about sex education, religion. Uh, yeah that that kind of stuff was really where my parents were like, don't listen to what your teachers are telling you.
0: I my parents told me um, <clears throat> that playing with a BB gun, I can like I can kill somebody with a BB gun. You could? You could. but like the way they make it seem like that's why they couldn't get it for me as a Christmas gift, like I can go to jail for it. Mm. Like, I can't go to jail unless I literally like shoot someone in the eye or something like that.
1: I mean, you could go to jail for it today.
0: Today where you can. Really? Well, because
1: because look, look, okay, so in the in United States, oh yeah, the the, the the culture of guns and then yeah. and then being black,
0: yeah. But, but then you
1: also got the mass shooters.
0: We're talking about Haiti here. We're talking about Haiti where it was literally like a joke. Everyone had one, and everyone was like making. It's it wasn't even though. Have you? I don't know if they they had it here, but like those guns where it was like powdered, but it wasn't like BB guns. It was like fake guns. And they just make a sound, but nothing came out.
1: Oh, like a shooting blanks.
0: Is that what it's called? I, I don't, don't have know. guns. I don't but know. But they're like they're like the, the little fake toys. It, it's, it came in like a red circle, like like fake powders. They're like blanks. They're like plastics. Um, and then they just make the noise. And They make you feel cool. Um, so my parents they want me to, to have that one too. They told me if, if the cops saw me with that, they I'd get arrested. Probably. In Haiti. Oh, in Haiti? not in Haiti. Yeah. They, they used to, my parents were um, they are super religious, so they'll they'll be quick to throw the Bible at anything.
1: So, yeah, my parents are not that way.
0: Quick to tell you what the Bible is telling you. Yeah, your parents your parents were the ones that went to church and told so you don't listen to.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't don't listen to. What the priest said, even yeah, though they went to church. Like 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 that. I have to go to church every Sunday. They told me you don't have to do that.
0: All right. So yeah. why are we even going to church at all? That's what I would have asked them.
1: That is what That is but I did not ask them. I mean you, you grow up with you grow up with a bunch of you're getting told a bunch of things that mm-hmm. you're gonna
0: lie to your kids about too, so I don't think I'm gonna lie to my kids.
1: Will you tell your kids that Santa doesn't
0: exist? Yes, my parents didn't tell me about Santa. Did my parents you... never told me about Santa. They 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 made sure I knew that it was them going out of their way to buy me that gift. And if my parents, my parents would, yeah, it was bad. They're like, if your grades even suffer, no Christmas gift this year.
1: Yeah, they didn't tell me about Santa, but to this day, they write gifts from Santa. I'm 28,
0: <laughs> so you're gonna be 50, and they're gonna be like, from Santa, love.
1: I mean, if they're alive at 50, yes, they will be writing <laughs> no, gifts. At the
0: that's crazy,
1: no. And I'll do the same thing for my kids and keep the magic going. Keep what magic? It's not magic. You already know that Santa doesn't exist. Don't tell me you don't feel the magic when you're watching a Christmas movie on the Hallmark channel. I don't. I hate those movies. So you don't watch, You don't have the holiday spirit at all?
0: Yeah. I do have the holiday spirit. I love the holidays. But to sit there and watch and binge watch Christmas movies that I've seen five, six times already, I can't do it. I'll probably get back in it when I have my own kid. But not now. Definitely not.
1: Okay, so... I mean, before we sign off, uh, best Thanksgiving food
0: that I'll be eating this weekend, this, this Thursday? <sighs> lasagna, Haitian lasagna.
1: What's the difference?
0: We're so extra with everything. Um, they put extras, like... Uh, so, like, we put, like, bell peppers. We put, like, a bunch of other things in there. It's not just, just you know, the layers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spices are different. We put different spices in there. We, the way we um, prepare our ground beef or ground turkey is definitely different. It's marinated and it's this Haitian spice. So it's going to be different. Okay. You?
1: Uh, my mama's sweet potato uh, casserole. Whatever mm-hmm. the one where you put the marshmallow on top and you mm-hmm. caramelize mm-hmm. it a little mm-hmm. bit. Oof, that's dessert. But then we have dessert because it's oh, my birthday month, so we have cake. Oh, wow. So I'm going to have
0: diabetes by the next time you see You're me. You're going to be one of those people that's going to rush into the hospital, are you? I am. Not. You're not. You, <laughs> not. you should not. You should not. We just told everyone that that's not a good thing to do. Life doesn't go
1: that way sometimes.
0: <laughs> Please don't listen and, and don't do what Alberto is doing. I um, eat and drink responsibly.
1: Uh, let you guys know that on Friday December 6th oh, at yeah. 8am, we got the World AIDS Day Breakfast Panel. Mm-hmm. We got speakers, uh, Dr. Shanna brown from Rollins College, Belinda M. Gamage from Purity Nation, and Paul Allen Billings from WHPB
0: 98.5 The, the Wire. Wire yeah. so, but if you're listening to uh, the speakers, it'll be nice. Uh, it's open and free to the public. <clears throat> you get You get to enjoy breakfast uh, with us here at Open Up in our beautiful new facility. Um, And then, yeah, get to be the honored, our honored guests, our featured guests.
1: And we'll be discussing, they'll be discussing, I won't be discussing, I'll be working. Eating. (laughs) I'll be doing something. Uh Uh, Mm -hmm. HIV in the black community and how it really impacts. Because really when you're talking about HIV, you don't really, I mean, you kind of hover around black health. but Mm But you really mostly ignore it and you really go into the LGBT side of it. So it's really we're shining a light on issues affecting the black community and how we can actually create change for those people. So it'll be a good event. We did it last year and we're expecting another big outing this year. So I hope everyone can attend and kind of get a little more educated on what you need to do to help people in Orlando and in Florida get out of these systemic barriers that are affecting them that lead to HIV that lead to bad health outcomes let me
0: get you nervous a little bit what do you mean by those people <laughs> joking I know what you meant oh, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oh. right um so thank you for listening um this was fun I feel ashamed no, no I'm, just <laughs> I'm just playing with you um but no, I think... That's how you get people to change. Shame. <laughs> no, that's not definitely... It's not.
1: And with that, thank you, for, thank you for joining us. Well, this episode is going to be out on December 4th. So check it out on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, right. and anywhere you really get your podcasts. And we'll be back in two weeks to bring you more conversations and help. Right. Bye.